Cal, Stanford, and SMU are just going to try and buy their way into the conference. We got one message. Hold the line, NC State. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Nation, welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on College for $20 off your first purchase. Happy Friday. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is Kenton Gibbs. We are now six days away from kickoff next Thursday. Can we just get to zero? I, I, I'm tired of counting. Just put the yeah. ball down. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I want to lace them up and go out there and hit somebody. I'm, I'm sick of sitting here waiting. Listen, I'm right there with you. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm always excited to hear those, those pads thumping, to hear the crowd jumping, to hear the music pumping into the stadium. Those are things that get me going. That, those are the things that I look at and I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. Hearing that Seven Nation Army seeing teams come out to whatever their their theme songs or intro songs are, seeing teams run through the smoke if that's their thing. Seeing teams get ready to hit guys in other colored jerseys. Oh, what a time. I'll tell you something else I'm sick of, though, Kenton. You want to know what that is? Mm -hmm. Talk to me. Conference realignment. I'm Ah. sick of talking about it. Well, I just want to say this, okay? You said that we have a message holding the line. In the words of Ricky Bobby, we're in America. Speak American. That is French with you saying we. I'm not I'm not necessarily sold on the whole line. Are you switching up on me? I Grayson, there have been concessions made. It's a different deal than what was originally what was on the table. I'm, 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 listen, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, the deal has changed. In the words of Fat Joe, yesterday's price <laughs> is not today's price. But let's get into it. Let's talk about it. We have an update from Pete Thamel of ESPN. I'm going to play a clip for you. Let's see how this goes. Yeah, Christine, the, the feeling uh, from talking to sources in and around this story today is that there is some momentum for Cal, Stanford, and SMU to join the ACC perhaps within the next week. Uh, Again, like everything in college sports, Christine, it comes down to money. And there were some meetings yesterday, some meetings today, and there'll be more meetings later this week, presidents, ADs, in the ACC, where they discuss different financial models. Cal Stanford would come in at a reduced percentage share of ACC revenue. SMU has essentially decided to forego broadcast revenue for seven years. So this would create a pot of money And what's being determined right now is how that pot would be divided. And uh, there are four dissenting votes currently to add these schools. Uh, Assuming the the schools that want them keep their votes and agree with the financial models, only one would need to be flipped. So, again, how that money is divided really becomes the crux of the issue, Christine, to whether or not these three schools become Atlantic Coast Conference members. So this is essentially... This is essentially your latest 
update on the matter. Yep. And yep. you've been getting these repeated tweets from the Brett McMurphys and the Pete Thamels. It's sounding like this is moving closer and closer to actually happening. Of course, I believe the last time we talked about it, we talked about NC State being one of the four who may or may not have voted against. It sounds like there might not have ever even been an official vote. It sounds like that yes, might there, still be down the road. There technically was no official vote. Yes. That is it correct. just sounded like NC State would have voted no if there was a real vote. Now, of course, we talked about Condoleezza Rice and G-Dub getting in the mix. There's a whole lot of money. Stanford's trying to pump their academic chest with all their, I don't know. It, it's There's so much crap to try and sift through here. But it sounds like the ACC is going to bend the knee, and I am not a fan. I'm not a fan. Let me tell I you just, something. Stanford's the, got Stanford's got more silicone than going through it than than a mm-hmm. uh, VH1 uh, washed up singer love show. And the reality is, they they do have deep pockets, and they can afford to take these concessions and cuts a little bit. And you know, again, the deal has changed. But I, I want to let you get yours off first. So t- tell the people why you're still against it. The deal has changed, but it doesn't make any more sense than it did a week ago. It, it, I disagree. I di- I think it makes a lot more sense. Okay, for, so wait, wait, wait. And I hate to cut you off here, but first thing first, there is allegedly a sentiment that the only teams that would be bought over, and it's a possibility, this was confirmed by some sources down from the uh, San Francisco Chronicle, that it could possibly be that these teams will only be bought in for Football, basketball, women's basketball. That is a possibility that is on the table. I'm I'm not telling you anything that I have not heard from journalists who cover these schools closely. That is a possible proposal that's on the table. And that combined with the concessions, Grayson, it makes a lot of sense, brother. You don't have to travel for every sport out to California. You only have to travel for the teams that already have private flights. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, I'll I'll give you that. However, I still think, of course, so if they enter the conference, the mm-hmm. money generated is split amongst all the schools. That's correct? Yes. So once it's all split and diluted down, I'm just not so sure the juice is worth the squeeze here. I'm right. just not so sure the the ends are justifying the means. I don't think – I mean, okay, sure, maybe it is only three sports that they would be joining towards – those costs are still not going to cover themselves, essentially. And and so with that being said, I'll say this. If there are more than those three sports joining, I'm, I'm back to being completely neutral. I'm back to being Switzerland. I really don't feel any way one way or the other. Like, hey, whatever. But if, if it's just these three, let me tell you why this makes sense to me. You've got to look at this thing the same way SMU is looking at it. This is a long-term deal. We're in the end game. We're in the end game. I think that college sports as a whole is marching towards becoming a singularity where football is a separate entity from everything else. Because we all know, other than March Madness, nothing else in college sports makes that much money with all due respect to all these other sports. It's just the truth. And so if football is making money year round, basketball is making money one month out of the year, one and a half months out of the year being generous. Nobody else makes money. This seems like a simple, very simple uh, deal here, which we've already talked about because Chip Kelly proposed it and said, hey, this needs to be 
a separate deal. And, and the reality is the consolidation of power will always end up that way. Because think about this. Let's just say that this deal doesn't go through. And like some people are predicting, the ACC tears apart. So what happens then? We're down to the power three conferences. And again, I have asked everybody, who is the Big 12's heavy hitter without Texas and Oklahoma? And the answers I've gotten have been along the lines of uh, Oklahoma State, UCF, and TCU. With all due respect to all three of those schools, none of them except UCF have a big enough following to truly warrant that. And UCF was a group of five team less than three months ago. What are we doing here? Man, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not so sure that even adding these schools is even going to save the ACC per se. It's just you might just be prolonging the inevitable. You bring more schools in. I don't know. Maybe you give Clemson and Florida State leverage to then get out. It's just it sounds like a revolving door. So it seems like adding in potentially additional stress on what could be an already sinking ship. It, I don't know if it I don't. I just don't know if it makes all the sense in the world to me but i mean like i mentioned i've reached the point where it's almost like if you're gonna do it just go ahead and do it because next week i don't want to talk about it anymore i want to talk about football and that's it i want to talk about what we're watching on the field and i don't want this to bleed into the season i the at the bottom of the screen there on sports center the clip that we showed from pete damel it said a decision could be expected uh, as soon as next week i hope that means before thursday See, and this is why, you know, this is ladies, gentlemen, friends listening to the podcast. This is how, you know, Grayson is the villain in this story, because if you watch The Wire, when Stringer Bell was taken out by Brother Mozon and and uh, and Omar, what did he say? What are y'all waiting on? Get it over with. And that is Grayson right now. He is asking to get this over. With. Me personally, I don't care how this thing plays out. I'm just saying I want something that makes sense for these teams, makes sense for the ACC, but more importantly, makes sense for NC State. You know, I, I get the the idea that I've heard that, you know, NC State and UNC are going to vote together regardless of how this thing shakes out and and that there is a big concern about uh, about among NC State and UNC, which obviously if there's one of us that's pushing for concerns amongst academic problems and player health and safety and all that, I, I think we can – fairly assume which one of us is pushing for academics to be prioritized here, but that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> that's, that's another story. Of time. Long story short. Um, again, if it's all the teams, if it's all the teams that I'm, I'm, you know, and, and a lot of people keep asking, well, why would these teams only send over three? Well, if you're, you have two options, right? Either all your kids are no longer going to be with us, or you get to pick your favorite two to three and send them to a good home before the rest are kind of, left in the wash. Which one would you do? You know what I mean? Like, with all due respect, that's that's just what's going to happen here. So, you know, this is this is a, a very, very, it's a very unique case. This is something we've never seen before. And all of us, let me tell you this right now, 99.999% of journalists are all speculating. All the media personnel, yeah. speculating. There are, nobody is in the room when this happens. Correct. I have called around to my sources at the highest levels of the ACC. And trust me, I know some folks I've been in with, some, I've had some dinner with some folks that are up there. And I'm telling you right now, everybody is playing this thing as close to the chess as the world series of poker. So anybody who tells you they know, they don't, they're, they're, they're telling you what they think. Yeah. Well, 
we'll leave that right there for the time being. This might be old news by the time y'all are listening to this on Friday morning, but for the time being, I want to talk to you about something that does make sense, and that's securing your tickets on game time. Now, listen, we've all been there. You want to go to an event last minute, couldn't find a ticket earlier, too expensive, low uh, low quantity, game time. Go to game time. They will hook you up. As someone that has used game time quite often, personal endorsement, they will hook you up. They get everything done in the perfect amount of time. They will get you in your seats. They have flash deals, last-minute tickets, easy to find and easy to buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They have images of seat views in case you're unsure of what kind of view you're going to have from your seat. They got it all. So forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy. Like I said, they got it all. So what you need to do is snag your tickets without the stress on game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on college for 20% off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use the redeem code locked on college for 20% off. All right. And Kenton, of course, it is Friday, another edition of Fan Friday. Um, If you have been participating so far, thank you. If you haven't, this is your reminder. Be sure to send in these comments on our YouTube page. I'll also include uh, Twitter as well. If you want to tweet at us or X at us, whatever it's called these days, those comments count as well. We'll include those moving forward. But some of our best YouTube comments of the week. Let me bring these up here. First one comes from Bob Funk. He says nose depth is a bit of concern for him. He said he knows Cleveland, Brandon Cleveland, looks really good, but he said he'd be very concerned if number five, that's C.J. Clark, goes down again. Nose is critical to the three-three-five stack. Kenton, I'll let you have the floor first. Mr. Funk is a knower of ball. This is a knower of ball we're dealing with. I love this. I absolutely love this. But I will say this. Um, I... So in terms of what I have heard about this defensive line, the no names are better than you know. The no, the guys who have not been mentioned a lot are a lot better than than uh, we're we're thinking here, and that is why if you really look back at some of the defensive lines that uh, NC State has had under Coach Gibson, there was the defensive line that had Corey Joseph and company on it. Corey Joseph, Corey Durden. And uh, all of those, all of the guys along those lines, they were really, really deep. There was a too deep of capable defensive linemen at that time. And yet, Coach Gibson intensely said, is this, the?" I'm sorry, not Corey Joseph, Daniel Joseph. I don't know why I said Corey. I combined him and Corey Durden into one player. They can't do a fusion dance. But anyway, uh, the reality is very simple here. Coach Gibson knows what he's doing. And he would not have said this is the best defensive line I've had in this time if it wasn't an, a defensive line that was that had some ability behind uh, the ones. Because we all know football is a violent game. Injuries happen. There will be somebody who goes down at some point in time. We hope it's not a starter. We hope it's not uh, big CJ in the middle. But even if he does, and which we, again, knock on wood, we're not hoping for it to happen at all. I think that this team is deep enough on that defensive line to where we'll be okay. Yeah, I I did see somebody comment on exactly this, basically. But they said that 
Coach Gibson is not known to just throw words out there just to throw them out there. If he says this, the man meant it. And so yeah. I have all the trust in the world that he's comfortable with not only the starters, but the depth behind them to back them up. Again, we don't want to see one single injury this year. But if it came to that, I still would feel confident in the talent of this defensive line to get it jo- to get the job done game in and game out. I just think we have so much depth. It's honestly insane the amount of guys that you could plug in and they would immediately produce. That's how much talent they have uh, on the defensive line this year. Absolutely. Next one. And and before we move forward, let's let's uh, look into getting the copyright for play that funky music so we can go ahead and make that like his official drop whenever he's in there. Because Bob, you come with the great comments every single time. Let's keep it rolling, Grace. You might have to fire it back up because I think he's got two in here today. But our next one comes from Toast Eight Hundred Three. They say this is a year that will show the ceiling of NC State. uh, NC State as a football school. If they pop above the expected eight and four record, it shows the potential of the program. If below, they will be a nice program that maintains a winning record, but unlikely to go fifteen and zero. Now, I, I, I agree to this to a certain point. Um, I think you're probably going to start to see maybe the ceiling of an NC State, maybe two to three years down the road. I, I don't think you're going to see it this year, but I think because the expectations of this year are kind of all over the place. If they do outperform a lot of what people are thinking in maybe like an eight or seven to eight to nine win season, if they happen to go 10 and two, then yeah, that that's a springboard into the next recruiting class coming in, in 2023, 2024 and 2025. You could see a program that elevates again in a short amount of time with success that way. But I still think, you know, with expectations all over the place, and again, we really don't know exactly what we're going to see when we kick off next week. We can only speculate, but I think you're going to see a ceiling maybe a couple years down the road more so this year. Yeah, I'd hate to agree because NC State always seems to be the team of next year and two years away. (laughs) Yeah. But but with that being said, I really – like, with all due respect, I think Brendan Armstrong is a really good quarterback. I think he can be borderline great. He had a great season. I think he could be borderline great. With all due respect, if we're talking real, very serious talk about what this team is and where they can go, you have a hard time convincing me that MJ Morris, a more matured MJ Morris, with Paler, Anderson, uh, Gray, Lesane. Timmons, Casey, grown up as well. You have a hard time convincing me that that plus a Gibson-led defense doesn't have a a potential ceiling that's higher than what we have this year. You're going to have a hard time convincing me of that, okay? Because like I said before, if you give Tony Gibson 13 sentient Roombas, 11 starters and two backups just in case something happens, I think that he'll coach up those Roombas to be a top-half defense in the ACC. And so with that being said, we have some absolute studs that want to play here in the state, around the state that we can get because of how well Tony Gibson is doing this thing. It, it's hard for me to say that a year where we have a new offensive coordinator, first year quarterback, running game that's, you know, our backfield is, is a little bit not certain, not fully. Not, not up you know, and up. 
Exactly. They're, they're, they're on a rise, but they're not at their highest clip of what I think NC State could have. I, I truly struggle to say this is a ceiling year, ceiling defining year. Right? While we're on the topic of recruiting here, this next question, or I guess comment comes from T to the rock. They say at this point, I think O-line and linebacking core is where we need to continue to focus in recruiting. It's an exciting time to be a Wolfpack fan for football. Yeah, I, I agree here um, with Corey Smith. We talked a little bit about recruiting yesterday. He mentioned a couple more wide receivers could be in the fold for 2024 and also potentially uh, a linebacker as well. But I think not only focus in recruiting, but I think you're going to see this these two groups be a big focus in the transfer portal after this season as well. I've already been hearing some stirs about what they might focus on here in the very near future. But yeah, of course, these these are two of the, the, the most important, most vital groups, probably O-line, potentially more than anything else. Because if you have a Swiss cheese for an O-line, then you can't do really anything. But Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, of course, these these are always going to be highlighted in recruiting, but I think it's going to be very fascinating to watch how they're highlighted in the transfer portal. For sure. And, um, you know, it's an exciting time for almost all of Wolfpack sports, if you really think about it, right? Oh, yeah. Basketball, one of the best portal classes ever assembled. Like, that's just that's just the reality of what we saw um, there. You've got women's basketball with one of the best high school recruiting classes we've seen in some time. You've got football where we've got guys coming out of Woodworks that we thought, you know, or not that we, but that folks looked around and said, oh, there's no way we get this guy from Tennessee and Michigan. Well, I guess there's a way, huh? Guess it's a way that those things happen. Oh, there's no way we keep Paler. He's, he's leaving the state. There's no, well, looks like there was a way, huh, friends? So, with that in mind, um, it is a very exciting time in offensive line and linebacker. In the 335, your linebackers are generally the heart and soul of this deal, right? So, obviously, you can never really have enough linebackers in the 335. And offensive line, you win the game with your big boys. That is who wins the game for you. So, I agree there, Mr. Mrs. or person T to the right. <laughs> and then we're going to play that funky music one more time on this Friday. Bob comes back in with another interesting one. <laughs> we have three guys that will be very effective in short yardage situations. Delbert Mims, Delbert Mims, and Delbert Mims. Now, uh-huh. I do agree with this. I do think that this is something they should potentially explore as we did struggle a lot in short yardage situations. Immediately coming to mind was that goal line stand we had against ECU last year. That was disgusting. Um, but you know, several other situations just struggled to get those extra yards that we absolutely had to have. And I believe something I even responded back to Bob, uh, on the YouTube is wouldn't it be interesting if we used the Seabro twins for short yardage situations, they're both six, four, two forty. you need a yard or two stick them in there. I bet they get it. You got to just get creative sometimes when, when all you need a third and one, a second and two, whatever it may be a fourth and two. You've got to have this short yard of situations. And, you know, last year, the running back situation, it was what it was. We got to find a way to get creative, something that Robert and I is very good at. But, yeah, Delbert Mims, he's a great option. He's a battering ram. Stick him in there. We need that first down. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. More, a lot of folks don't realize this. Short yardage is not just about a the back. It's about your attitude and your temperament as a team. Teams who struggle in short yardage normally lack conviction in terms of the running game. And that's just the reality. That's just, I think you saw that last year. 
Exactly. And and when and let me ask you this: When Demi Sumo went down, were we convicted about we're going to run the ball thirty times, twenty five times a game, twenty times a game? That's when you saw even more screen passes. Exactly. So with that being said, um, Adelbert Mims is a good short yard back, but don't sleep on Michael Allen in this role as well. And you talked about using the tight ends there. You know, I remember a time. I remember not too long ago, there was this guy at Oklahoma named Blake Bell. He started off at quarterback and then transitioned over to tight end. But you know one thing that all of his time at Oklahoma had in common? What's that? When they needed a yard or two, when it was fourth and inches, they would put that big old 6'4", 6'5", 240, 250. They might have been lying because I think he was a Bowberry biscuit away from 260. Got back there, and they said, we're going to QB sneak this thing. You get under that center, center snap the ball, and churn those legs as hard as you can until the ref blows the whistle. And it worked out well for him. So I, I don't hate your Seabro twins idea. Don't hate it at all. I don't even like I've never even considered that before until I saw this comment from Bob. But I mean, hey, why not? If you if you need one yard, if that's going to make a humongous difference against maybe a Clemson, maybe a Notre Dame, why not stick in one of your your biggest bodies you have? You could even throw in Noah Potter, just get absolutely nuts, go off the rails and throw (laughs) in a six, six defensive lineman to get that yard. I bet they find a way to get it. Tell them, keep that ball tight. And churn your legs. Those are your only two jobs. Even if you end up short, just keep the ball. But you got to churn those legs with everything you got in you. Those are your two objectives. Number one, hold that ball. Number two, get us that yard. Get us those six inches. Get us whatever it is that we need. Go get it, brother. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. We're going to land this plane in just a second after a quick word from our sponsors. All right. Last couple comments on this Friday. I saw the videos posted that the scoreboard is now complete, that you could hear it from probably Apex uh, with the videos they were posting. I I, I commented on, I, I know Duke Deuce is going to sound crazy <laughs> on that sound system this year. But yeah, I have I'm a sneaky suspicion to... most people would have thought that that Duke Deuce comment was for me, and it no. was not. Although was... I do love some Duke Deuce just as much as the next person. I know, I know that Crunk ain't dead. I know that. Yeah, hey, we know Crunk is not dead here at NC State. Never was. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But um, I also want to talk about the opportunity that was posted by Savage Wolves. They had a giveaway, or well, not a giveaway? It's an auction. Uh, but let me just read off some of the things that are included with this. Okay, if you win your bid, you get a ride on the team bus to the airport. You fly with the team to Yukon. You take the team bus to the hotel. You get two tickets and you ride with the team to the game and then you bust back to the hotel and then a flight home. Effectively, you're doing you're doing everything but getting a getting a run play called for you on third and two. You're you're almost just a part of the team, which is bananas. That's crazy. I've never heard of an experience offered to a fan base quite like this one. And it just speaks to the possibilities that have bloomed out from the NIL era. And this is incredible. I'm sure they're going to raise a heck of a lot of money because you will never, ever get an experience like that in virtually anything else. And I I couldn't imagine whoever wins what that's going to be like for them up at UConn. Oh, absolutely. It's a it's a great it's a great opportunity. And, um, you know, we're not saying that, hey, you need to have eighty thousand dollars or anything to, to get involved. Everybody can get involved. Right. Like. 
That's just the reality. Everybody can get involved. Everybody can donate, put in what they can um, to help out this program. Because at the end of the day, I believe a, a list came out in terms of the biggest donations or the the largest total donations to athletic departments. And NC State was, I want to say, in the 40s or 50s. We're the biggest educational institution in the state of North Carolina. There is no way that we shouldn't be number one on that list. There is no reason in terms of at least the state of North Carolina, because I know for a fact we weren't number one in the state of North Carolina because a certain school that does not take academic integrity seriously may have beaten us out. They did. They did beat us out. You know exactly who I'm talking about. You know, that's that. But anyway, we need to, you know, I was just I was made this way. I was raised this way. You know, playing at Cast Tech, Coach Witcher always had a saying, everything that we do, we want to win. If it is a pissing contest, I need to see all of you up against the fence with water jugs and water pills. Just that's just what it is. Now, folks, empty out those coffers. Put that. Let's get the water jugs going because we need to win this match. Yeah, I'd imagine you'll see NC State start to climb higher on that list as they come up with more great ideas like this one uh, to just provide the most incredible fan experience you could possibly imagine. I mean, you, you you're doing everything but putting on a helmet, basically. For sure. For sure. So, yeah, shout out to Savage Wolves for initiating that. They're doing an incredible job thus far yeah. uh, with NIL. I'm sure a lot further to be expected from them. Um, but, yep, I mean, anything else, Kenton, on this Friday? Nah, it's – listen, it's almost game week. Six it's days. It's almost game week. The next time you hear our voices, it will be game week, unless you watch Locked on ACC, at which point we got some Friday episodes to drop over there. You can listen to this before. I need to hear no that. But – Next time you hear me, next time you see me and Grayson on the screen together, next time you hear our voice together, it will be game week. And folks, realignment's cool. Recruiting is cool. It's great. It's it's what leads up to the game. It's the buildup. But baby, boy, oh boy, there's nothing like the payoff that happens September 2nd up there in Connecticut. August 31st is Thursday. Oh, I'm sorry. August 31st. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, I thought our first game was September 2nd. Why does it sound Oh, you missed schedule? the memo. No, it got moved up. We, we oh. kick off on Thursday. Oh, oh, God. You're right. 7 p.m., right? 7 p.m.? It's, it's yeah, uh, 7 or 8, I think. 7.30. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. Even better. Even better. Right. I This is one of the few times that I am absolutely happy to be wrong. Folks, be here or be square because your tail ain't going to be around for game week. We'll see you all on Monday. We'll be breaking down the offense on Monday, defense on Tuesday, and I believe we may have a a UConn guest on Wednesday if all that pans out. But if not, cross that bridge when we get there. That'll do it for us here on this Friday. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy week zero of college football. But no, the NC State, just a couple more days away. We'll see you all on Monday. Go Pack. Go Pack.